Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Nerds, assemble. This is the Nerdin' Out Marvel Cast. Yeah, 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 feel like I'm made out of gingerbread. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Crumb picking, lip licking gingerbread. Uh-huh. You're just your love for, you know, holiday movies. Your Christmas movie guy. It's so good. It's so good. This was the ending credits to Mm -hmm. Hawkeye Episode 3 Echoes. Sammy Davis Jr., Sweet Gingerbread Man. I'm twirling the cane made of peppermint. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Nice. I love about it. We talked about it last week. The Christmas element of the show just adds a nice little flavor to it that. You know, yes. I'm sure it would be enjoyable otherwise. Of course but it would be. It's just so it's so cool that that's on there. So perfect for the time of year. I love it. Uh huh. I love it. Me and Cameron are here. Please like and subscribe to the podcast Nerd Out LA on Facebook and Twitter. Nerd Out on Instagram. So your friend wrote this episode. Yeah. Where is she? She okay. Here, let me read the message that she sent me. We wanted her, Katie, yes, to come on pod. Katie today. and her writing partner Tanner. Okay. Um. So I had I had hit her up because you know I had been talking to her for a while about coming on the podcast, and she's super down, mm-hmm. and she does want to come on the pod, right? Um. But she, because I told her like we want to talk to you about uh, what is it? Uh, so many questions about writing for Marvel, mm-hmm. and most of it just being about the process. Like, what is sure. What the hell do you even do? Where do you even start? All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, basically, long story short, the secrecy and politics of Marvel Press make them both so nervous <laughs> that they're not going to do any interviews until the show is over. Get out of town. Which is only a couple of weeks. And they're also working on another project. So she's super, ah. you know tight-lipped about which i understand sure. that that when I mean, we talk about that, that, is that all the, the time you don't want to lose no and that's that would be the most nerve-wracking thing about working on any one of these projects is even with the people that you supposedly trust mm-hmm. you never know when you might let something slip when they might let something slip not on purpose but sure. yeah a good friend of ours is doing special effects for an upcoming mcu movie they won't even tell us what they're working on they will not and you know i get it <laughs> but at the well, same time, it's us. I don't get it. I mean, come Tell on. Us. What kind of question could we possible possibly ask other than how does it, who is everybody and how does it end? We don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> Fine, no, but I, I'm very happy for for both of them. We'll I, respect you, Katie and, Katie and Tanner. Tanner, yes. And uh, I loved your <laughs> episode, Echoes. Yeah, it's really good. We <laughs> we couldn't believe it was over when it was over. 
I, I know. I feel like we are just like. I gotta say that's the hardest thing about the show. Reaching in for more popcorn. I know. <laughs> it's especially with Hawkeye. It's such a cozy show Love so it. far that you know we. I get a little sunken in on the couch. Right. And, I feel like I should uh, be brewing us up some like hot chocolate for or next some time. soup or soup and hot chocolate. Yeah. You know, grilled start cheese. a fire. Yeah, grilled mm. cheese. We yeah. could do that. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to talk about this episode without the writers, just ourselves, <laughs> uh, though we have to talk about a couple of things first. Yes. First of all, we watched this on my new TV. Okay. <laughs> Cameron so, and Randy shamed me. Well, I love how quickly this plan came together, <laughs> and uh, it's quite amazing. I have to say, uh, we did good, Rave. Yeah. This TV rolls. Very, very happy. With it's, the result of your TV. It's so much bigger than the one that was in here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 55 people, to 65. You don't 65. think, eh, what's a big deal? But it is significantly it's, it's bigger. It's a huge deal. The funny thing is, because I made the I made the similar or the same change recently, mm-hmm. about six months ago when my TV shat the bed and I told my wife, uh, we're going to use this opportunity to upgrade. Okay. We don't need a bigger TV. Well, we don't need a TV at all, technically, but- sure. You know, we might as well upgrade. So we upgraded 65. First couple of days, it was like, wow, this is big. Wait till like three weeks from now, you're going to be ready for 20 more inches. <laughs> it's You will just get accustomed to it and go, man, I wish, you know, I wish the wall was full of screen. <laughs> well, That's what I really great. want. It does. It looks awesome. And uh, you found it for me. You did all the research. Black Friday. All I did was pull the trigger on buy. Hell yeah. And then you helped. You basically set it up. I love it. So you are the best. I love it. So thank you. Thank you. Of thank course. You um, thank also, you for letting me guilt you <laughs> to buy yourself a TV. You. Well, that TV had been it been there for quite a while. It's, yeah, you, yeah. It's been there for a while. Yeah. I've lived in this spot for seven years. I think that's only the second TV that's been in that spot. Yeah. And these days, that's a long time. Yeah. Uh, how about some other great news? Yes. That's great news number one. Great news number two. We're doing a giveaway on the Nerdin' Out Instagram. And this is Dope AF. Nerdin' Out Arcane giveaway. We have five four-packs of tickets. A legendary experience coming to LA. Your immersive arcane adventure awaits. It's an epic experience based on the League of Legends universe. Mm-hmm. You've played the game. You love the game. You've seen the show on Netflix. Now you can experience the story of Arcane in real life. This is a secret cinema project. Yes. Have you ever done a secret cinema thing? I have not, but I know that they come highly recommended. This is immersive. So you are going to enter the dark and dangerous world of Arcane. It's a one of a kind immersive experience. You're cast as a citizen of Undercity. You're equipped with backstories, missions, whatever you need. You explore the lifestyle uh, streets, encounter characters. You get, it's a full-on immersive thing. I love this kind of stuff so much. And this show has been going over on Netflix quite well. Yeah. Uh, Your choices and actions directly impact how the story plays out. Mm -hmm. The story that you are in. See, I I love it. They did one, um, Hill Valley uh, from Back to the Future. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Completely immersed in that too bad Randy doesn't live in the UK because they're doing a Ghostbusters one. Are you serious? The Gates of Gozer is what they call it. Holy F. But here in LA, they're doing Arcane, and tickets are available for the next few weeks. Tickets.secretcinema.org slash Arcane. Just look up 
on uh, socials what they've done. I mean, it looks before. incredible. I mean, you're in it to win it. It looks incredible. You know, you are in it, and they do such a great job. When I saw that this was Secret Cinema, I'm like, whoa, this you know is what? legit. On second thought, maybe we just keep the tickets? <laughs> well, we can keep a pack. Okay, we'll keep one pack. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think you want to do this, because it is going to be dope AF, like we said, we have five four-packs nerding out on Instagram. That's right. Just go check out the post. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Secret Cinema would be a good partner for us. Arcane is, uh, like I said, getting great reviews on Netflix. Yeah. A lot of people are very happy with it. Sure. This is uh, the League of Legends universe. It's huge. It is, and it's one of these adaptations that are actually nailing it from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on my list of things to dive into, you know, and I, I don't, I'm gotta, I gotta say, I've, I've been super into the animated stuff recently. Yeah. I'm taking another, like the needle's pointing in that direction Ooh. pretty hard now. Okay. First of all, hard. I hard. Like it. Yes, but because like Secret Cinema doesn't do a ton of things. No, so you know the stuff because that they when do they is good. do something like this, yeah, uh, it's it's perfect. Okay, this is totally one of those things too. If you have people from out of town, this is this will blow their mind. Oh, this is one of those things that you can't do everywhere. You know, right? Oh, right. You can only do it in maybe four cities oh, across the, the globe. It's the best. Yeah, it's very exciting. So definitely look for that on our Instagram. Uh, before we get into episode three of Hawkeye, I want to touch on these uh, emails about the first two episodes of all Hawkeye. Right. Uh, the first from our good friend Jason, who I emails Jason. us all the time. We love him. He said, after hearing both Ravy and Cameron talk about how they got villain vibes from Vera Formiga's Eleanor Bishop yeah. in Marvel Studios Hawkeye, I have come to the same conclusion, and I believe she's one of the three. These are the Jason's guesses. A member of the Masters of Evil West Coast. Mm. Enemies of the West Coast Avengers. Why would a West Coast baddie be in New York? Uh, you know, vacation. Okay. <laughs> She's recruiting, maybe? He says the West Coast Avengers have been rumored to eventually come together for a project. How about a member of the Temple of the Shifting Sun, a vampiric cult that gets confronted by... The West Coast Avengers. Okay, I don't know anything about that, but I will say I definitely get vampiric vibes from her. Mm. Could have a tie to the upcoming Blade movie. That red dress. I'm just saying, like I said in the first episode, it's creeping me out. Okay. She's a vampire. And number three, this one's a long shot, but given her wealth and the business she's in, Eleanor Bishop may be the real power broker. (sighs) Okay. possibly... Or the power groper. Or the power groper. My theory is she's the power groper. (laughs) (laughs) Or power broker is the name of an organization that deals with stolen government secrets and resources. Because that's kind of one of the vibes we got coming off of her. That she's using the security company to get secrets. So Jason said this was a stretch? Yes. I don't think it's that far of a stretch. He thinks it's a stretch. I don't think... Jason, believe in yourself. Uh, And he says maybe... The members of the organization just calls themselves Power Broker, like how every member of the Saviors on The Walking Dead called themselves Negan. Right. That's a that's a solid theory. We've heard crazier theories. I yeah. I also heard um, somebody message me on Instagram and theorized that uh, Eleanor, right, mm-hmm. that she murdered her husband when all the craziness was happening. Okay. Like, and that's why you never see. 
the, you never see him. Like when we do the flashback at the beginning of the first episode and they're in their penthouse in New York and the attack happens, right. mom and dad disappear for a bit and then you all she, of a right, sudden see mom. Yep. What the hell? Okay. Uh, he says, as much as I'd like the third one to be the case, I'm more inclined to lead towards number two, especially given that post credit scene in Eternals where we heard Mahershala Ali's blade off screen. Sure. Talking to Dane Whitman, a.k.a. Kit Harrington. A.K.A. John Harrington. <laughs> as I like to refer to him. <laughs> John Harrington. <laughs> All right. I like it. This is from Carinza, and she says, uh, first things first, I love the podcast. Thank you. You make me look forward to Monday. Okay, I loved both episodes. I did not know what to expect. I was excited for Hawkeye, but not expecting a lot. I like him. So I was glad they were doing a Hawkeye show. However, after WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Loki, I was worried. Sure. But it's amazing. Agreed. Two thoughts for you. Number one, the opening credits for episode one were so good. I love that they we went through Kate Bishop's training through the animation of credits. They showed how she became a badass yeah. without having to take time away from the show. Yeah, that was cool. I love that too, given that there's only six episodes. I'm telling you, one of the beauties of streaming is that opening title sequences are coming back. And, you know, if you want to skip them, go ahead. But at least watch them the first time. But it tells you so much about the show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for a few years there, we were just going to be in the title sequence for a lot of shows. You know, a one-second sting with the logo on the screen. I don't like that. I like the, you know, they were originally designed to get people... Uh, to the TV because it was live and you're in the bathroom or cooking dinner and the show's starting and you have two minutes to get to the TV to start watching it. Now, I just get in the mood. It's a mood setter. That, uh, that scratches your, much like Sammy Davis Jr. I love it. Uh, and number two, apparently you, Cameron, are doing a mind meld with Carinza. Yeah. Am I the only one who thinks Eleanor killed her husband? There we go. We don't see him die. And they aren't having any money troubles anymore. There we go. I find it sus. Thank you. So see, okay. Thank the you, two Corinda. of us are on the same page, yeah. Corinda and Corinza. Corinza and whoever messaged me on Instagram. We cannot be the only three people thinking yeah. this. You've all mind melded. We're mind melding. And it is a beautiful thing. <laughs> all right, let's talk about episode three of Hawkeye, Echoes. Yeah, we're halfway done already. Okay, you saying that was like you just Pisses punched into my chest Pisses and ripped my off. heart out. Because I love this episode. Like yeah, I, I said, too. I, I was legit upset when it was over. I, it We've was been definitely, working all day, and I still want to watch know. an hour more of Hawkeye. I know. <laughs> and before we even started, I looked at the total runtime. I forget the exact number, but I was, like, I was like, okay, we're right. in for a, a little bit of an episode. And then it was 10 and a half seconds long. Yeah. Oof. Starts in class with a girl who is deaf, but she's in a class with regular kids. Mm -hmm. And her father, she's very close with her father. We don't ever see her mom. And he's telling her that I, apparently he couldn't afford for her to go to an all-deaf school, but she's yeah. one of a kind, and this will be better for her. Because that's how the world works. He's setting her up to be successful the way the world is. I mean, I understand that logic, but that is a tough putt. Sure. It, uh, it becomes very clear that this is the woman from the end of episode two. Right. Who, you know, shushes the track, the Russian tracksuit guy <laughs> out of the room. Go away, bro. And who we said was definitely not the big bad. Right, yeah. I don't think so. No, just a member of 
just a, a senior management member of Big Bad, Big Bad Enterprises. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> she learns karate. We also learned during that karate that she's missing a lower leg. Yeah. So and she, she still kicks ass. Yeah. So uh, her name is Maya. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, she walks in on Ronan killing her father. Uh, so, you know, I don't want to say, cause obviously something bad happened, right? Mm-hmm. But it was cool to see Ronan again. <laughs> like, well, I mean, terrible her things dad are happening, but was in a red tracksuit. He's a member of this gang. Yeah. And we knew that Ronan went after them. Mm-hmm. And so he got caught in the crossfire. I don't even think it was crossfire. He was upper management of this tracksuit thing. He also refers to her uncle at one point, and the uncle kind of puts a very large hand on her cheek. Yeah. Now, Maya in the comics is Echo. Mm -hmm. That's why this episode is called Echoes, and she is the adopted daughter of the Kingpin. Bada bing, bada boom. Which is a villain a lot of people expected to show up in Hawkeye. See, I... There, there's so much happening. There's a lot. <laughs> there's so there's much a lot happening, happening, and we're halfway through. I know. This show cannot afford one of those placeholder episodes. No, we're not getting a placeholder in this one. There's been some placeholders in every series. Not this one. We don't have the time. We said that about all the other ones. But don't you? Okay, so Kingpin. Now there's a big bad. Yeah. So. It's I, the crazy thing is we have so many questions about who's involved with what and who's involved with who. Like there's potentially four different things happening yep. right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have Echo, you have mm-hmm. Jack, you yeah. have Eleanor, yep. you have possibly Kingpin. Yeah. Are any of them working together? Are they all working separate? Are they going to step on toes? Are they going to join forces? Are they, you know, it's... Where's Mephisto? Where is Mephisto? <laughs> I haven't seen him yet in this show. Uh, so th- we learn all about Maya's backstory and who she is and why she's very upset. And she is very keyed in to get Ronan mm-hmm. because she's on a revenge trip. So meanwhile, uh, Clint and Kate still being held captive by the, the red tracksuit Russian gang. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. And, uh, <laughs> I love these guys. Uh, Kate's making a connection. I buy Imagine Dragons tickets for my girlfriend as like early uh, Christmas g- gift. Right? Oh, that's so sweet. Good, uh, sweet. Then we had a fight. You know what she said? She hmm. said that the tickets were gift. So she wants to bring her sister. I mean, look on the bright side. You don't have to go see Imagine Dragons. I love Imagine Dragons. Uh, she doesn't even like them. You know, she did this on purpose to hurt me. Look, I think you both owe apologies. Tell her she hurt your feelings, but apologize for pretending that that was a gift for her. Okay, wait, it's super. I need a pen. Just, okay, okay? See you. <laughs> he needs to get a pen <laughs> so he can write an apology note for oh the Imagine God. Dragons tickets. Who I feel like Imagine Dragons are now heading into Nickelback and Creed a thousand percent. territory. A thousand percent Nickelback and Creed territory. Creed especially was one of the biggest bands going there. And, and Nickelback, of course. Yeah. Woo! 
Imagine Dragons, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, they're definitely heading there. Yeah, they're they're gonna grab onto Rapidly. the wings of an eagle. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're eagle wing grabbing. <laughs> so I mean, obviously, they're already making jokes about them. Maybe we can ask that of your friend Katie. Like, what's with the Imagine Dragons? I know. I want to. Who whose idea was the right. shade and Imagine Dragons? <laughs> Well, let me write that down for the one day okay. in the faraway future. Please do. Years from now when she's able to when appear. When she's able to talk to us. <laughs> so uh, Maya decides to come out. She wants to confront Clint and Kate. Uh, she wants an explanation for what's going on with Ronan in this suit. You rely too much on technology. Well, my go-to weapon is two sticks and string, so. No, she means your hearing aid. Ah. You might find you're better off without it. Yeah, sometimes I think that very same thing. Now the suit. She put it on by accident. She didn't know what it means. She's not Ronan. Look at her, she's nine. And spoiled rotten. She beat up a few of my guys and then came running when you were in trouble. Right. Seems like she's got something to do with it. And just because she's not the Ronin doesn't mean that Ronan's not back. That's just a rumor. How do you know? Because he's dead. So who got him then? Now, I will say this episode emotionalized me more than once. Yeah? And this was one of those things that emotionalized me. It just kind of hit me really hard because he signs to her that Black Widow killed Ronan. Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh. Because, like, we're hearing about Natasha a lot. Yeah. Because she, she was best friends with Clint. And I was just like, oh, damn. Yeah. Little, throwing, throwing her right under the bus. Little reminder that she's not Whew. there. I don't know. That just hit me. Yeah, I get it. I mean, obviously, I get why he did it. Natasha's dead, and yeah. he's trying to protect Kate now. Yeah. No faulting him for doing it. But of course it, not. It was an it, emotionalizing sting. It stung me. I get that. Yeah. It, it, it did sting me. Maya's not buying any of it, by the way, but Clint is able to escape. The red tracksuit people are chasing him, and then uh, Kate is able to get away as well. And then it cuts to that scene that they released before Hawkeye came out when they're trying to... Well, something important happens. Uh, Maya smashes his uh, hearing aid. Mm -hmm. So now Clint is really at a disadvantage. I didn't really know how hearing impaired he was. Yeah, I kind of thought it was one of those things that just helps just take the edge it, off, so to speak. Yeah. And it is something he completely relies on he very clearly. He needs it. Now, do you think that is telegraphing something that happens later on? That he ends up, you know, deciding to live without one? Or was hmm. that just, you know, circumstantial for this episode? Uh, my gut is that it's circumstantial. Okay. But, I mean, they sure did key in on it a lot. A little bit. They sure did key. A little bit. I'm interested to yeah. find out. Let's call Katie. Okay. The writer uh, oh, and see where it goes. She says that she is on a, what is it called? The thing you sign? <laughs> NDA. I almost uh, said DNR. She's on a DNR. She's got a DNR. Maybe, so, maybe she does. We don't know what her last wishes are. Uh, you know. <laughs> I hope she doesn't have a DNR. This chase, we talk about... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega 
megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All these exciting, like, fights and chases that they've been doing in Mm -hmm. this Disney Plus show. I feel like every time they do one, it just gets better. I know, and this one was super funny. This chase is awesome. It's super fun. As Kate is discovering, like, the trick arrows and what they do, the plunger arrow, exploding arrows. <laughs> the, the purple goo arrow. Right, the, like the Play-Doh arrow, arrows. And I love how it. she said, like, uh, God forbid you label them, <laughs> you know, which is so true. I always think about that whenever, you know, you see Hawkeye jumping around, mm-hmm. shooting a, th- a million arrows a second, and he does the explosive one. It's like, how do you know which how one do you you're know grabbing? You're not looking at it. Nothing is labeled. <laughs> but then it's there's one scene. arrow that's just the It best. is a great, great scene, a great chase. He doesn't have his hearing aids in, so he's just, like, yelling things. And she's yelling things back to him, but he's not hearing mm-hmm. anything that she's saying. But he tells her, like, so they're at the end. They have stopped. There are cars coming at them still to shoot just a regular arrow up into the sky. Do it. So she, aim high. So she trusts him. She aims high, shoots it into the sky, and he hits it with an arrow that is labeled Pim. Pim. <laughs> oh, my God. That was God. Still it, it He was hits so the arrow, cool. and then it becomes giant. <laughs> First oh. of all, accurate. Very good aim. Well, of course, very good. Have you ever tried archery? Yes. It, it is sucks. difficult. I hate it. It's horrible, and it's difficult. So anybody that it can do, um, it's mind-blowing. Sure, but they've been training. I get it, but it's just, it's still impressive. They made it through their first sessions, unlike me, who was like, F this. I don't understand how you can even keep the arrow, like, on the string. Right. I can't even get past that part. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been able to launch an arrow. It is really tough. Uh, (laughs) So they hit hit the tracksuit gang with the Hank Pym arrow. And then are able to escape underneath the bridge that they're on to the subway. Cool moves. It was awesome. Real cool moves. And I, I guess apparently Kate just had full confidence in the moment to jump off the bridge with him. Follow me. And then she, I'm I just think, like, wow. Think, there's 100% trust there. I I understand, but man. Wouldn't you trust them 100% at this point? I would, but I also... I trust you 100%, sure. but I don't think if, if we were on a bridge and you jumped off and were like, you follow me. You wouldn't follow me? I don't think I would. I would be like, Rave, I don't know what the plan is here. <laughs> I don't have time to tell you. I, Just follow me. I don't think I'm that kind of guy. We're going to end up on the roof of the subway. That's a difficult pill to swallow for me. And then into the subway where they tr- they're talking at each other. 
dog. You're not wrong. He's been cooped up all day. I'm quite sure how long a dog can Call live. yourself one of the world's greatest archers. Oh my God, you really think so? I won't lie, I, I wasn't sure how I'd do it. I just walked the dog. <laughs> what do you think? So he does tell her she's one of the world's greatest archers, and that means a lot. Of course. But they both say, oh, we should walk the dog. The poor dog. Pizza dog. Pizza dog has been at home. Pizza dog has way been too cooped long. up. They head back to the aunt's place. And if you hadn't been here, Cameron, I would have cried during this scene. Why? Because he was talking to his little son, and he can't hear his son. Uh, the son just wants him to come home. Hey, Dad, tonight yeah. is Christmas movie night. Are you sure. going to be here? Yeah. And Kate's scribbling down what he's saying. And Clint is clearly emotionalized. Very much so. I'm emotionalized for Clint. I thought that was a really nice scene. But you can cry when I'm here, Rave. I know, but I wanted to be strong. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely had a lump in my throat. For sure, yeah. Because why human? Thank you. And I also love, but that was the, I, again. I sound like a broken record, but we're tapping into a Christmas movie trope. Uh, mm. uh, will you be home for Christmas? Sure. And I love that that is a thread here. It's not really about Christmas as much as it is, right. you know, uh, Clint just being home in general. Mm -hmm. But being done with all this, right, madness. But I like this is the I like that this is the lens we're looking at it through. It's super fun. I think, I don't know, maybe are you, because you watch Christmas movies, are you a little bit more desensitized to a scene like that? Um, no, I don't think so. I think for me, um, I, I was emotionalized by it for sure. Because I thought, but, geez, I'm really, I'm getting emotionalized here. For sure. Um, but I think the aspect of it that was more emotionalizing for me was him not being able to hear mm. his son. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, I, I I just have faith that he's going to make it back. So I guess, you know, I didn't let myself. because that's how these things work, right? Right, and I didn't yeah. let myself get there 100% because I have faith. Okay. Unlike you, apparently. Lump in throat. No faith. Because we could only hear him the same way Clint was hearing him. is very muffled. Mm-hmm. And her writing it all down, I just really liked how it was a really scene nice came scene. together. It was really nice. You know, especially after that whole big chase and all that craziness. Yeah. Although a, I a have to say like that was pretty beautiful. Whenever he was in the kitchen before the phone rang mm -hmm. and Kate was walking up behind him. Yeah. Like she came in through the front door or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was her aunt. Oh, and yeah. And that she was going to like, because ah! Clint had just gotten out of the shower sure, sure, and stuff. Sure. Who are you? Ah! I thought no, we were getting one of those. It was just Kate wearing the ant's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the red tracksuit, guys, a.k.a. Trustabro Moving Company. Hell yeah. Great name. They know. Great name. They, uh, they got to move their location because Clint knows where they are, so they have to leave. So they're getting all packed up, and there's a very intense conversation with Maya and her interpreter about, you've got to let this Ronin Vendetta go. Yeah. Like, this is screwing up the rest of our projects. Mm -hmm. and Which, that sounds right. Yeah, of course it does. And the uncle's not going to be very happy. And the way they were having that conversation like that, I thought, that's when I really thought, oh, this uncle's the kingpin. Yeah, for sure. 
That I mean, was, it has to be. And we saw his we saw his uh, hand kind right, of earlier right. on. It looked very kingpin like. It really did. That's why I said it was a giant hand. Yeah, massive hand. So I wonder if they'll bring Vincent D'Onofrio back to do it. That's the rumor. Yeah, that is the rumor. But you know, it's it's hard to uh, to know what they're going to do because I think years ago we all would say, "Oh no, they're recasting," and right. you know. But with, with WandaVision was a great example of them bringing in somebody from a different universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. And who knows what Spider-Man is going to do. So you never know. You never know. That's true. I, rumor is we're bringing back uh, the, uh, crap, what's his name? There's Daredevil. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From the Netflix show. Right. So I could see it happening. And I think a lot of people will be excited and happy. I'm all tingly about the whole thing, damn it. I am too. Tingly oh. and emotionalized. Whew. Uh, so most of the rest of the episode is Clint and Kate kind of planning. Yeah. You know, figuring out what each other knows and what what are their next moves going to be. And uh, I thought this scene too was uh, very emotionalizing. There are several reasons. Well, I never wear a flashy costume. My job is to be, number one, a ghost. Number two, my wife would divorce me if I put something like this on. Hmm? <laughs> and number three, uh, I'm not a role model. I'm sorry, Kate, I'm not a role model to anyone. How'd you feel when he said that? It's brutal. Like... And I'm wondering, would um, would this conversation have gone differently if Natasha hadn't died? Is, I, absolutely. Is his just sense of self-worth all wrapped up in the fact that she died and he didn't? I think so. Yeah. I think 100%. That Add that to uh, the pile of the guilt that he feels from how he behaved as Ronan. Mm, mm-hmm. Because now that's coming back to bite him. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think this is turning out to be a very interesting character. Hawkeye's always been cool and, and stuff in the and movies. And like quippy and... Yeah, and quippy mm-hmm, and, yeah, mm-hmm. and funny and stuff. And I feel like we're really diving in now to a troubled person. Yeah. Who has a very murky relationship with the role that he's played, yeah. good or bad, and... You know, we're seeing obviously the the struggle that he's having with it now after Natasha dying. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think it's, we're tapping into a different, you know, kind of uh, exploration into a comic book character that we haven't quite done yet. We did it in Loki. Sure, we did a sa- similar kind of thing in Loki, and it's really really interesting. Mm-hmm. It adds a whole other dimension to the character. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So much more depth and more feeling. More emotionalizing, I would say. I, I agree, hundred percent. Like, after he said it, I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. I just wanted to hug him. I did, too, because it's like, dude, there's a <laughs> lot of people, regardless of what right. you think about yourself, mm-hmm. who look up, I mean, Kate's a great example, look up to you, respect you, mm-hmm. think of you as their hero. Well, that's how she responded to him after he said it. Oh. <laughs> weird, weird choice of words, Kate. <laughs> this is her? Really, what she said? Oh. You feel like I'm made out of gingerbread. Uh. Uh. 
No, this is what she said. What? Yes, you are. You are. You, you, you came here. You left your family at Christmas because you thought some stranger was going to get hurt. You stuck around even though I screwed up. And now you're stuck. Whether you like it or not. The tracksuits have connected us both to Ronan, and it's pretty clear they're not just going to drop this. Well, that, uh, you are not wrong, Rob. Not to mention the fact that my mom might be marrying a murderer. And then there's that. As far as I'm concerned, we're in this together. <laughs> Whew. I teed that up so well, too. I know. Look, they're very similar buttons. <laughs> They're placed right next uh-huh. to one another. Uh-huh. Ah, such a vibe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they talk she's about... she's right. She's absolutely right. Whether or not he believes it, which I think he blew her off a little bit. He kind of For sure. eye rolled. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Sipped his coffee, looked out the window. For yeah. sure. Definitely brushed it off, but... She believes it, and hopefully she will get him to believe it eventually. I think so. Yeah. They talk about the tracksuits, you know, what each other knows about the tracksuits, and that emphasizing that there is a big boss. He tells her there's a big boss, and that the people in the tracksuits he killed were upper management, Mm -hmm. meaning Maya's father, upper management, when he was killed. And so then they talk about um, Jack, stepdaddy Jack. Stepdaddy, sword murderer, Jack. Right. And she's convinced he uh, murdered his uncle. And there's so many reasons why he would do that. So they're going to go to mom's place, get into uh, her uh, bishop uh, security system and try to figure out what kind of information they have. I'm glad that Clint commented on the freaking penthouse. Yeah. (laughs) Because we've all been thinking it this entire time. Yeah. What the hell? He said, I'm in the wrong business. You, yeah, very much so. You he's should li- be he's in the, living on a broken down farm in the middle of nowhere. You should live on the illegal spying business. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's what's happening here. Yeah. So Kate's trying to get into the computer, but it's not working. She actually gets locked out and she can't get the information she wants on Jack. But we heard somebody open the door while she was, you know, chattering on trying to do something. And stepdaddy Jack has walked in and puts Ronan's sword Clint's neck. Oh, yeah. End of episode. Jerks. So I was like, oh, you know, I was all like, oh, there's your sword and it's at your neck and credits. Shit. Where? Ah, (laughs) that was frustrating. It was incredibly frustrating. (laughs) What a great ending. I know. Yeah, cliffhanger for sure. Clint hanger it for is sure. A Clint hanger. I think of so. An episode. I think so. Oh, it was good. And then into Sammy Davis Jr. Oh. He was like, "What do you say? What are you doing here? What was the last line?" Yeah, some, the sword? something like that. Who are you? <laughs> so yeah, good. Yeah, I could listen to this song on repeat. You know what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love it. That's an A-plus episode. I agree. I have absolutely no complaints about any of these episodes. Me neither. I'm all in on this show. I love the show. I think, like we have been mentioning, it carves out a nice little 
whole for itself. You know, we have WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Hawkeye. All similar but different. Yeah. And I'm enjoying it. I'm here for it. Here for it. Um, got one more, e- oh, two more emails that Alrighty. I want to read before we go. Let's do it. Uh, the first one, thank you, uh, from Sharon. Sharon Ibrahim sent an email with nobody. There's okay. nothing there. Let me tell you, this is the third email we've gotten from Sharon. Are you serious? It just says hi in the subject line. It just says hi? Oh, it says hola. Yeah, this one says hola. Before and that's we've gotten all you a, want, Sharon? We've gotten a hi, and we've also gotten a yo. Hi, yo, and hola. I don't know if she's testing the Sharon, email to make sure it works. We but love you, girl. It is operating, and we do love you. We would love a comment. Uh, Chelsea did manage uh, some body in her okay. email. Congrats, Chelsea. Uh, hey, Ravy and Cameron. Listen every week, loving the rewatches. Well, not Fantastic Four. Uh, okay, wait a second. Throw this one out. I wanted to do a Spider-Man rewatch to get ready and re-familiarize myself with all the villains it's a good and idea. their motives. That's a good is idea. An excellent idea. We should Chelsea probably do that. Should get on that. Well, I've got this new TV. These Spider-Man movies. Will Let's look turn them on. Great on it. Let's turn the Andrew Garfield ones on too. We got to watch them all. Uh, I've started with the Tobey Maguire ones and I've come to one massive conclusion. How the hell did they give Toby and James Franco three movies? Uh, okay. <laughs> I can't tell who is worse than the third one. I mean, I, okay. That I get makes it. sense. That I get makes it. sense. This must be where I got the idea. If I put my bangs over my eyes and made it emo or hard, no one would mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this would have saved me a great deal of photos I want to forget from high school. James Franco must be a mutant for how miraculous he recovered from every injury. A massive burn to the face, and ten minutes later, it's already healed. That's a good point. Well, I am off to start the Andrew Garfield ones. I have never seen his, so it should be interesting. Loving the podcast and have been all in from day one. Chelsea from Long Beach. Thank you, Chelsea. I I mean, three gets a lot of a lot of flack. A lot of flack. You deservedly seen, so. You've seen the Andrew Garfield ones. Yes? I have. Yeah. Okay. It's been a long time though, right? It's been a. I think I only saw them in theaters. I don't know that I've I watched them since. I am pretty confident I only saw them in theaters as well. It's just insane to think about that. That was the remake. Yeah. You know. I, and it felt I. It was right on the heels of Spider Man Three. It was very close. It like, was one that of those. Was my, Reaction, like, already? Yeah, it was one of the... It was like when uh, Incredible Hulk came out yeah. and then Hulk came out. They didn't even let it breathe. It was maybe maybe two years apart or something like that. You yeah. know, that's that was definitely the most shocking part at that time. And I think people still had the Tobey Maguire taste in their mouth, so to speak. Right. And the Andrew Garfield ones, I feel like, would have done better had yeah. they waited a smidge longer. But it's probably good to watch three as much of a chore as it was. I mean, it was a chore for Chelsea because Sandman and Electro mm-hmm. are both going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. And they're, you know, in three. I think we got to watch them all. Doc Ock. I mean, Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock. That's my favorite of the bunch. I think so. Yeah. For sure. I, and I think that's the... Pretty sure that's how everybody feels. We didn't talk about, Cameron, you and I on pod, about we went to the theater to see the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, I know. And it ended up a Q&A with Tom Holland. You guys, this was so cool. It was 
And when he was talking about Alfred Molina, he kept calling him Fred. And Fred. that was throwing me. <laughs> I, I love that, though. It's, he was so casual about uh, it. I mean, that was a really, really fun experience. You know what was cool about it? So, first of all, the energy in that theater was insane. Mm -hmm. And you and I both have jobs where we have to get up so early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of you have seen us on the background of videos from <laughs> TikTok and I, all this other stuff. And we got hit up so much. It was awesome. It's pretty funny to see us, you know, in the background of these things. And I got to say, I mean, we were excited, but the energy that some of these people had were just blowing the roof off the place, yeah. which was fun. And it was so cool to see Tom Holland's. Uh, emotional reaction Talk about emotionalized to the situation. I mean, yeah. we watched the trailer. He, it it made him tear up. Yeah, and I completely get it. And it was it was just cool to see somebody who appreciates the crowd, mm -hmm. somebody who uh, has a really special relationship with the character, who clearly cares about the character mm -hmm. and and what he's bringing to the table, and the kind of legacy he's leaving behind. And uh, you can just tell he's into the whole thing. Yeah, he for sure is into Spider-Man. He's into collaborating with with mm -hmm. his co-stars. They clearly mean a lot to him. It was it was really fun to listen to him talk yeah. about everything. Talk about Fred. To talk about which Fred. I was like, who's Fred? And Bill, Bill Defoe, <laughs> right? <laughs> Fred and Bill. Fred and Bill are in the movie. You guys. It was a really really great experience. And so if cool. you believe Amy Pascal. Sony producer, she says this is not the last of Tom Holland in Spider-Man. It's hard to believe. That it, this isn't the last? Yeah. He was certainly talking like it was. He was, yeah. As I, my interpretation on that, of personally what Amy said? speaking of what Amy is, uh, has said, is that uh, we will have basically a four, five, and six movie different sequel or different trilogy mm -hmm. um, that Tom Holland might appear in. Mm -hmm. But I think it's going to, I, in my opinion, I think it's going to be driven by another Spider-Man. Okay. Like Miles Morales sure. or something like that. That's how Tom Holland was talking. And I would be here for that. And Amy Pascal has a tendency to kind of speak out of school. Yeah. Go back into school, <laughs> Amy. Come on. I don't know. Look, we're just very excited for uh, No Way Home, obviously. Stoked. So stoked. Just stoke me. Stoke. <laughs> but it is definitely a good idea to do a full rewatch of, you know. I think so. Two, and we should three, do it. in one and two. I think we should probably do it right now. Let, let's get started. Then. On your new TV. All right. Well, let's get out of here then. Two minutes. Uh, oh, <laughs> I hit the wrong button again. Let's even color the wrong. Okay, here. Well, you News searches two mints in one. Stops bad breath in seconds. Yes, Tastiest yes. mint of all. Mm -hmm. Tell yes, us about the red New search gives you two, two, two mints in one. <laughs> I love that we have a search commercial <laughs> from the soundboard from like the 50s. From the 50s. Uh, anyway, sorry, you were saying, right? I was saying, coming up on the next Nerd Out, I don't know. Well, we'll find out. We'll figure out something. <laughs> uh, let's jam. Okay, let's jam now. Thanks so much for listening. Please like and subscribe. And we will catch you with something great on the next Nerd and Out. Uh-huh. 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 Let me see. I think I have a button for another Christmas song on here. Okay. I'm just gonna, it's a shot in the dark because... You're not sure? I've been having good luck today. Okay. Let's give it a shot. 
God damn it, put me to bed. Nerds assemble. This is the Nerdin' Out Marvel Cast. This was a great nerd out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.